0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome to Reconnect My Heart Podcast, the show that we talk about life's problems that may break or tear our hearts apart. <clears throat> On Reconnect My Heart, we discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prade. I'm so glad y'all are able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, or if you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516 516- 453-9118 or you can go online at www.blogtalkradio.com dot dot com forward slash reconnect my heart. Also, we are on social media. We're on Facebook Live on my page, Brother Prater B-R-O-T-H-E-R Prater P S and Paul R A T S and Tom E R. Also, you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com Go to the page where it says Reconnect My Heart Live You'll see us there Also, if you do want to go to our chat room Our chat room is available On www.blogtalkradio You can go on there You can send your questions You can send your prayer requests I hope each and every one Had a blessed day I hope in spite of um the weather, the weather has been very, very strange as of late, but I hope and pray that everyone was safe. I hope everyone uh made it to their designated areas safe and sound so speaking of the weather and how unpredictable it's been, <clears throat> that's part of the part of the thing that really made me speak about this particular this particular uh, episode today. I didn't get a chance to be with y'all last week, but thank God that God has blessed us to be able to make it safe and sound. Last week, last week, uh, Texas experienced the worst winter storm that I could ever imagine. Um, I know many people have lost their electricity some lost water resources. Um, even over in the area where my son was saying that, uh, stays that um, many people had to boil their water. And I'm like, my goodness. So there are not only people that were dealing with power outage or water issues, but there were some that were dealing with both water issue and Loss of power. And there are some people, from my understanding, still have power outage. So that's something that it is. There's a problem that you know we have to make sure to address, uh, and also just being honest, you know, hold someone accountable. But without without um going to the political part, the key thing that really made me think about was uh. I knew myself and many other people had to drive in the snow. I ended up leaving hours early to make sure that I was at work safely and make sure I had enough time for me to be able to not just to watch for my safety, but also there are some people that were driving like <laughs> they were trying to drive the speed limit in the snow. And I was like, you know what, you can have it. But throughout all of the snow that we went through, Uh, even uh, matter of fact they didn't pick up the trash in our area many areas that I knew about they didn't pick up the trash so there was other issues that we dealt with but we went Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday Thursday that whole day it was just mayhem but Friday came along Friday, it stopped snowing. It stopped snowing on Thursday. But even though the snow stopped, we still dealt with the issue of the falling temperature. And then also the residue of the snow that was all on the ground. But before it was all said and done, by Sunday morning, by Saturday morning, some of the snow Melted. The temperature raised up as if it was the summertime. Many people make fun of the Texas weather because (laughs) you can shovel the snow and cut the yard in the same week. (laughs) It was just crazy. And matter of fact, I you know I wasn't gonna talk about it, but you all of my family, show y'all a little something. uh, for those that are able to watch online. Um, Friday, I had a little episode. It was me being disobedient. I was dumping out the trash and instead of putting on my shoes properly, I decided to just slip my feet into my shoes and dump out the trash. Well, I made it to the trash being dumped out the trash. But when it was time for me to get back into the house, I slipped on the ice. super fell down on my behind, boop, and hit my head on the bricks from my house. Bam! Let's see if I can show y'all. Right here. I had a little owie. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was, I was hurt. <laughs> I was embarrassed in the way grown man falling that way, but... It was my fault. I was more embarrassed because I didn't listen to what God told me to do. He told me to make sure I put my feet properly in my shoes. But what did I do? Hey, it'd be all right. I can go out there and dump this in the trash and come right back in. I'm not going far. And because of my disobedience, I'm the one that fell, busted my behind, still got a knot on the back and also the back of my head. It was hard for me to even cut my hair. So, for a while, I said, I'm going to let it grow out, but I would only tuft it out and cut it. So, um, that was that. So, hey, it's me confessing. I had to repent to God. And a matter of fact, that's exactly what I did. Repent to God. So, you know what? I'm so sorry. God, forgive me. I will not do that again. So, that was a lesson learned for me. Next time God tell you something, even if it seemed like it just minute, listen because he's telling you stuff for a reason. Hey, that might be for somebody who may need it right now. But with that being said, the snow stopped. Saturday morning, hey, tools were raised up and the snow began to melt. And so on today's show, we're going to talk about we no longer deal with that nagging problem that we used to deal with. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about what we learn from our storms, our snowstorms or issues that we've dealt with in our life. We're going to talk about that and also how it can make us become better. And also lead us to our purpose. We're going to talk about that and much more in the episode called The Storm is Over. The storm is over. When the struggle you've dealt with for so long finally is over. That's what we want to talk about. The storm that we experienced physically in Texas, it really made me examine myself in the storms that I've dealt with in the storms that I am dealing with in my life. And so I felt the need for us to just come and just have a conversation to look at what we see in the physical, to see what we can learn to help us to understand in the spiritual, even in the emotional things that we deal with in our own life. Because let's be real, many of us are going through a storm right now. There are some people that had went through a storm. Hey, the storm was just like what we've dealt with in Texas. It was in the past, and you overcame it. That's fine and dandy. But what about those who are in the storm right now? Hey, there may be somebody who may have never been through a storm, somebody that aren't even going through a storm right now. But if you keep on living, you may be facing a storm tomorrow. So what we want to do, we want to talk about when those those issues that we've dealt with, when it's all over, we want to talk about that. You know, it was a great sigh of relief when I saw that there was no more snow, but not just when there are no more snow falling, because that's a current issue. When the snow is falling, that's the issue that we're currently facing. But when the snow stops, that's good, but that ain't all of it. Because when the snow stops, that means that there are some snow that still remain. And as long as the climate is 32 or below, as long as it's in the freezing zone, that snow can become ice. That water, that moisture can become solid. And we can still be in danger. Because even just like I was watching people drive, there were some people, they had no problem with the snow. They were taking their time. But then there are others. They saw the street. They saw the black on the street, and they just tried to drive like it was normal, not realizing that there was black ice. It was see-through. They were thinking they were on the road, but they were on ice. And then when they tried to slam on the brakes, what happened? They were sliding. They began to hit people. And so the thing is, is that even though the condition, the condition that we're in, you know, the problem, if you want to say the problem, it may not be ongoing like the snow was falling. But as long as there is residue of the problem, we're still facing a catastrophe. We're still facing a problem. Why? Because there is a remainder of the problem still existing. And it's just like some of us in our lives. There may be things that we had experienced, and the residue of the problems still remain in our life. So that means that we still are dealing with it, even if it's a small percentage, it's still dealing with it. And so that's something we have to look at when the storm is over in our life. What do we do now? First of all, what we want to do, we want to talk about what is a storm and being realistic. A storm could be something that could be very, very inconvenient. It could be problematic. It could even be traumatic. It could be a type of loss. It could be some type of sadness. It could be some type of conflict that may come your way. And there are some storms that come our way that's manageable. There are some storms that we can, if you want to say, tolerate. But then there are others that overwhelm us. And the bad part about it, when you go through a storm, and in the midst of a storm, you're going through another crisis in the midst of your storm that you're going through. There are people that are going through problem after problem. There are people that's going through a situation in the midst of an issue. And one of the things, you know, when, when people are going through so much, let's be real, everybody got a breaking point. Everybody got a breaking point. Yours may be a little bit longer, a little bit tougher, a little bit more rugged than mine. Mine may be a little bit more rugged than yours. But the key thing, let's be honest, everybody has a limit. But one of the things I always think about, God promised that he would not put more upon us than we're able to bear. But the key thing is he will help us to bear it. But it's not our responsibility to bear it alone. We can handle what God gives us if we use his strength and ability. So with the storms that we dealt with, a storm, it don't have to be anything specific. You know what you may be going through. You know what you may have faced. That could be your storm. And, you know, I don't want to start naming certain things because I may miss some things. And I don't want you to feel like, well, the problem that you dealt with, it ain't a storm because I didn't identify it. No, you know what? Anything that can cause you conflict, hurt, pain, suffering, that could be a conflict. There are so many people and, and the funny thing about it is not just adults that go through it. It's young people, kids. You know, my heart went out, I began to start reading different articles of child molestation, all these things. They don't I mean an adult doing this to a child, these <laughs> that's more than a storm that child going through something that they did not even choose. Some sick, spiritually sick person chose that for their child. But that's a storm that the child's family has to go through. You know, so with the storm, anything that could be a problem, a conflict, an issue, a burden, that could be a storm. Now, one of the things we want to do, And preparing for a storm or you may not know that you're uh, going through a storm. You may not know that. You may not be aware of that. Just like watching the forecast, the weather forecast, you can see, hey, look here, tomorrow it's supposed to be raining. Tomorrow, you know, we can be able to prepare. But then there are certain things that it just come out the blue. And then you don't actually... Prepare before the storm. So we not just talk about preparing before the storm, but even in the midst of identifying yourself in a storm, we're going to even talk about uh, preparation for that. The first thing we want to do is immediately, immediately give it over to God. Immediately give it over to God. I'm gonna tell you something. I found out it doesn't matter how long you've been saved, it doesn't matter who you are, what title you possess. When we go through situations in our life, we still have to depend upon God. Don't ever feel that, well, you know, I'll take care of this myself. No, I found out God wants us to lean upon him. The Bible already told us lean not to our own understanding. But what we'll acknowledge him in all of our ways. And he shall direct our path. And that is not only pertaining to, well, you know, I don't know what I need to do. Now that pertains to everything in our life. That means the storms, the trials, the situations that we may be facing. So we have to be able to just immediately just give it over to God. And when we give it over to God, then he give us the blueprint and also the assurance and the warranty that he got our back, especially if we do it his way. God, whenever we give things to God, it's his responsibility. And what we have to do, he give us the blueprint. He give us the floor plan. He give us his word to follow for us to be able to receive the promises that he have for us in the midst of our storms and trials. So being able to give it over to God. Another thing what I found out was not just, not just when we get a chance to turn it over to God, but the thing that we have to do—I named it one, two, three—but it may not be in this particular order. But I'm just saying it in a way so that way you can understand. We give it over to God. I say that's the first thing. Get over to God. The next thing we have to do is fast and pray fast and pray. I found out the importance of not just praying. Praying is great. The Bible tells us men should always to pray and not faint or not give up not give uh, not uh not lose heart. That's important. But fasting fasting open up our spiritual senses for us to be able to hear the voice of God and listen, have our spiritual sensitivity so heightened for us to be able to Recognize the move and the flow of God. Also, it's like things happen when we begin to really fast and pray. Now, the key thing is, some people say, well, you know, I'm fasting from uh, social media. I'm fasting. No, 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 no. I'm talking about true fasting pertaining to abstaining from food. Abstaining from food. Abstaining from physical food and relying upon spiritual food. See what I found out when you fast, when you deny your physical body of physical food, it's like turning a switch from natural to spiritual. What happens when the spiritual engaged, then you feed yourself spiritually for you to be able to be equipped. It strengthens you spiritually it heightens your spiritual senses you be able you be able to hear the voice of God clear you you be able to see things clear in the spirit your mind won't be so clouded with stuff with distractions you'll be able to recognize distraction. You'll be able to recognize when the devil try to throw things at you, but most importantly, you'll be able to recognize what God is trying to move you somewhere, tell you something. You'll be able to feel and see him more, hear him more. And so with the fasting, fasting is so important. My favorite scripture, it may sound strange to some people, but my favorite scripture is Mark 9 and 29. But some things come by prayer and fasting, prayer and fasting. Jesus was able to cast out the demon and the little boy because of fasting, not just prayer, but fasting kick things up a notch or two or three. Fasting elevates more. It's like you get the move of God faster when you begin to start implementing Fasting in your life. <clears throat> so fasting is so important. Fasting is so important. Also what happens when you're fasting and praying, you're equipping yourself. You're putting on your spiritual guards. You're putting on your spiritual, quote, unquote, uniform, padding. And like I said, you're feeding yourself. God's word, the Logos, you're feeding feeding yourself God's word, God's written word. And as you begin to fast and read God's word, then also what happens when you spend quality time in praying, you'll be able to hear the voice of God, the rhema word of God. You'll be able to hear it. You'll be able to hear God's word, hear God's voice. And being able to equip yourself so that way, when you're equipping yourself, you be able to navigate the direction that God wants you to go. So, it's very important for us, especially like I said, in prepping ourselves before a storm or even when you become aware in a storm. Do these things fasting and praying. Now, <clears throat> with the storm, the storm will test you and also test the integrity of your faith. That's why it's so important for us to be able to equip ourselves with God's word, incorporate fasting and praying. When you're going through a storm, a situation, it could be anything, and I'm going to tell you like this. I've been through some storm, and I'll speak about it later on in life, uh, later on in the podcast, but one of the things that get me as a father, I can deal with some things. But when it comes down to dealing with issues pertaining to my son, when my son is going through something, look here, I'm going to tell you something. I'm a grown man. I feel like I can handle myself. I feel like whatever situations come, you know. I trust God. You know, I, I rely upon God. I, You know, even when I went through the coronavirus, when I went through the coronavirus, you know, it was like, you know what? I ain't worried about it. I, I got this. I'm going to use this time to study and spend some time with God. I'm going to use that time to talk to God. So I'm going to talk about that later on. But I was looking at pertaining to that. But when my son was going through something, oh, man, let me tell you something. Yeah, Reverend Prater. Reverend Prater. I was I was I was ministering and all that stuff. But also not just me being minister, but I was daddy too. And still is daddy. So those kind of things, the devil knows how to get to you. He look here, he may not get you with the left hook, he might get you with the right hook. He may not hit you on the knee. He might elbow you. And sometimes the devil will know key things to, to pull at you to set you off, or even to try to intimidate you. So it's so important for us to understand when tests come, it's going to challenge you. It may challenge your faith. It may challenge your knowledge of God's word. It may challenge your knowledge of who you think God is. You know, it may even make you question some things. It may even make you question yourself. It may even question your purpose. You might be doing something, you might be walking in your purpose, and you're going through something like, man, should I Should I be doing this? You know, let's be real. Sometimes situations can come, make you have a conversation with yourself, feel safe and filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. So we have to understand situations come, man, and it makes you think. But the thing is, even in the midst of what we're dealing with, even in the midst of the storm, That we're facing that we're going through the main thing we have to do is equip ourselves because the storm that may come
2: to us
1: it will refine you but it won't define you don't let it define you we have to understand when those storms come it may challenge you but that doesn't mean that you throw in the towel That doesn't mean that you don't, well, you know, I may not be saved. No. That's the time for you to really have a real deep conversation, not just with God, but with yourself. Because sometimes what happens we we have to do, we have to learn how to encourage ourselves. Because I found out most people that know how to encourage others are very horrible in encouraging themselves. So sometimes God try to God would allow a storm to come in order for us to exercise that muscle that we need to do for us to become well rounded, for us to be the elite or the equipped bodybuilder that we want to be, but also what God wants us to be. But I found that like with bodybuilding, bodybuilding, you know, a true trainer. He would not only help you exercise your favorite muscle, exercise that muscle that you're known for, that muscle that you're real good at exercising, but it's his responsibility to look at your whole body to examine not only the area where you are strong in, but the area where you're weak in. Hey, I see you got some, man, I see you got some cuts, man. You got some good abs, man. I see you got your eight-pack, man. You got your pecs. You got your triceps. You got your biceps. But I see your calves a little weak, man. (laughs) We're going to have to work on your calves a little bit more, you know. See, a true trainer going to examine you but also what they're going to do. They're going to be real with you. They're going to give you constructive criticism. So with that constructive criticism, understanding that that trainer has your best interest at heart for you to be able to win the prize where that were you equipped your whole lacking nothing in your life. So we have to understand when those storms come, those storms going to come, allow that to help us examine ourselves, examine our knowledge of the word of God and who God is. Don't look at it as something that's going to take you out. No. Because if God allowed it, he allowed it for a reason, for a purpose. And also what I found out, whatever God allows, he always have a way of escape. That's something that we have to understand. God always have a way of escape for the things that we deal with, for the things that we may go through. So understand, this is something that's going to really help us, not just in the short term, but also in the long term overall. Another thing what we have to do, we have to recognize. We talked about giving over to God, fasting and praying, and also understanding what the storm sometimes reveal, but also what we have to do, we need to study on that particular issue of storm that we're facing. You know what you're dealing with, and hey, you may not be dealing with it, but it's someone that you may love. Understanding what they're dealing with. Study it. Study it. First of all, we talk about through the word of God. Yes, that's true everything that we deal with there's something in the god's word that's going to help us but also on the same token god has given us resources sucks you don't even have to have a computer anymore you can have a smartphone matter of fact you don't even have to have a smartphone just have a phone that have accessibility to an internet start doing some research on whatever storm that you're facing, whatever storm that you're dealing with, do some research on it. That's your homework assignment. See, God didn't allow that to come to you for nothing. But also, let's look at it like this. If that storm that you're facing, you were equipped for it. You were groomed for it. You were chosen for it. So, why not study for something was chosen for you. But let's be real. Sometimes we don't do what we're supposed to spiritually because we don't like to read. Sometimes we don't like to read God's word. Sometimes we don't like to read, period. Sometimes we're so used to being told what to do instead of studying and seeking God for what to do. It's easy for us to go to somebody else and ask them what we need to do for our problem, for our situation. And they can tell us. We can trust them. They might be a trusting person. And we listen to them, and because they told us, we'll go ahead and do it. But we'll seek them instead of seeking God. And they may have our best interests at heart, but that may not be something that God wants us to do. So what I found out personally, I found out God wants us to go to him first. And I'm gonna tell you something: God wants us to go to Him and consult him, and there's nothing wrong with you know talking to people and everything having uh minister friends or whatever like that. But when you go to them first instead of God, then we're putting them in the place of God. I want us to go to him first you know i'm I'm those that know me I love being real and transparent, but some time ago I was um. I had a dream. And sometimes I'm able to recognize what the meaning of my dreams are. And so one of the things I found out, I had a dream. I'll just tell you. I had a dream and I was in my car. I was in my car in my dream and I was just relaxing. And the song "Whip Appeal" came on by Babyface. So I was like, okay. I was relaxing in my car driving. And when I got up, I said, okay, God, you're going to tell me what that dream means. So I began to start talking to God, and within a couple of minutes, he told me what that dream meant. And it sounds like, oh, you may have a good romantic dream. You and God had an intimate relationship. No, you know what? That dream, he He whooped my behind. Now, it didn't take him long. <laughs> it don't Look here. It don't take long for me to be able to understand something. i never been a child you had to beat over and over and over again. No, you can just tell me one good time, hey, i hear you. But that dream, would happen. <clears throat> see, in the dream, the car represented ministry. As I was comfortable in my ministry, the song Whip Pill was playing. Now, for those that know the song, it's a romantic song. But in the dream, God was getting my attention because I was resting, I was relaxing, I was comfortable in my ministry and the song whip appeal came on because it wasn't so much of the flat. Oh, you got, you you got pizzazz. God wasn't telling me that he was saying, look here, you got that. I don't even have it with me right now. I got it. I got it somewhere with me. I got it somewhere. I had something I was going to show you. Oh, here it is. He said, no, that dream was not a flattery dream. That dream, look here, you got to whip appeal. In other words, your appeal. I'm about to whoop you because you're being complacent. You're being comfortable. I want you to start studying more. I want you to start digging more like never before. Hungry? Be hungry like never before. Hey, I didn't. I listen. This is God just talking to me. I'm not telling you that He's telling you telling you this i'm telling me i'm i'm confessing about me study like never before in other words take the limit off of him and so when i begin to really acknowledge you know what god oh my god i am so sorry yes i understand i had been studying like i supposed to instead of studying like i used to there were times i would study five six eight hours and just be hungry I might have, well, you know what, I'll, I'll read for an hour when i just go ahead and go over here. You know, I'll read for an hour or two or whatever like that instead of doing what I used to do. So that's the reason why those that may be curious, man, you know, look, his the eyes are red. No, I'm, I'm digging it. I'm feeding myself spiritually. I'm equipping myself. So that's the reason why when it came down to it, ever since I had that dream and I, and I understood what it meant, and he told me what it meant. Look here. I said, God, you ain't got no problem with me. <laughs> I don't care what nobody say. I know what I need to do. If you say I need to study, if you say I need to fast, drop a fast, whatever I think, I'm going to do it. So that's the same way God wants us to be. He wants us to be equipped. He wants us to be ready. He wants us to be ready, ready, ready. Because when things happen, we don't have time to be reactive. Most of us are reactive. Some of us are inactive. But God wants us to be proactive before things happen. God wants us to be able to be alert, to be able to detect when things happen. That's what we need to do. So study on that particular issue that you're dealing with. Study Let that be your homework assignment. Study it. Study it. Examine it. Understand whatever may be going on, there's a spiritual root to it. In other words, there's a spirit. There's a spirit of every issue that we deal with. There's a spirit that's attached to it and it has a name. When it comes from Satan, it has a spiritual name for you to be able to identify it. So that way, when you study it, when you able, when you you see somebody going through it or about to see somebody going through it, you're able to recognize it. Be equipped. Also, what we have to do, we have to tell God to guard our mind and guard our emotions when we're going through the storms of life. When we're going through our storm, asking God to guard our minds, emotions. We have to understand there are some things that you may be dealing with. There are some things that people deal with. If it weren't for the grace of God, they would have went crazy. Think about Job. Think about the things that Job went through. Let's bypass him going through the physical torture, going through the uh, the, the sort the of physical agony that he went through. Let's bypass that. This dude lost his children. <laughs> this dude lost his livestock. This dude lost his business. You understand know what I'm saying? Shucks, I spoke about it yesterday. Grief. Ooh. When you lose someone that you love, regardless if it's a friend, a family member, whatever, when you lose someone that you care about, it can do something to you up in here. Even pertaining to the loss of a job, the loss of a relationship, a divorce, breakup, all these things, you know, think about it, um, when somebody moves Someone that you were close to, your neighbor that you've been friends with for many, many, many years, they move. Emptiness. There are children that are now going off to college, and now they're a parent that raised them up, gave birth to them, raised them up, and invested all their time and love and energy in raising their children. Now their children are going to go off either through college or getting married or just going on their own they're have they they're trying to figure out what they do with their time now. Where they were so used to cooking for nine people in the family, now it's just them and the husband or them and the wife. All these things, when it comes down to life changes, sometimes it brings a, a, something right here mentally. It does something to you. If you happen to recognize that, so ask God to guard your mind and also guard your emotions. Because sometimes, you know, when things happen it make us question ourselves. Sometimes when things happen we end up thinking, Man, you know, what what what, what did I do? You know, we blame ourselves. Sometimes when things happen it make us feel responsible. You know, um, you know, somebody got killed in the next street, somebody got killed, you know, you might matter of fact, good example. I was at work, and years ago, <clears throat> and the chaplain had to come up and speak to this inmate, and the inmate had to be told that their only daughter she might she was young, maybe like six years old, or whatever, but that inmate's only daughter was killed. You think about the blame, the grief. I, when I heard a grown man scream and yell, that broke my heart. And then when I, after the chaplain left, I went in there, and I just asked him, I said, do you want some time to be by yourself? He said, yes. I said, okay, man, take your time. I'm going to come back and check on you, man. You know, just for him, just have that moment. And then he began to start blaming us. If I wasn't in jail, if I was out there, if I was free, if I didn't do what I did, maybe I would have prevented her from getting killed. All these things. So these things that happen, it deal with us up in here. <clears throat> so we have to understand to ask God to guard our mind, guard our hearts, our emotions. Because if not, there are things that can happen that can make us go crazy, being honest with you. And so, ask God to go to our minds and our hearts. Also, in going through a storm, make sure you watch who you listen to. Make sure you watch. And I'm going to say this again. Make sure you watch the people that you let get into your ears because everybody, everybody, They may say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. They may not be saying that. They may not say the proper thing that you need to hear. Even though they may have good intentions, but you have to ask God to center you around people that's going to feed you spiritually and bypass people who may give you garbage. Some of them, they mean you well. They, they, They love you. But on the other hand, they don't speak from their spirit. They're speaking from their emotion. You don't need anybody that's gonna speak from their emotion. Because what happened, that's when instead of them trying to feed you from thus says the Lord, they feed you from thus what they think you need. What they what they think you should have. So you need God to speak to you, but also there may be some people who may not have the adequate amount of faith? So you have to make sure that you center yourself around people that can get a prayer through, but also someone that's not going to bring in fear, bring in something that's contrary to God's word or contrary to the purpose and plan God having you during your storm. I had somebody, you know, like I said, when I went through uh, the coronavirus, you know, I welcome some phone calls. And there are some people, and I'll tell you there are some people that desire to call me but they felt like they they shouldn't. And there are some I told them, Hey man, I would have welcomed your phone call. If there are others that contact me. I tried to block them off my phone. <laughs> there are some people that were contacting me and they were concerned and I and I heard their are concerned and they, I know they love me, and they love me. And even if some got nervous, hey, I'm like, here, it's okay, it's everything gonna be all right. So I, I knew them, but then there were others. Well, you know, you must have done something, God must be mad at you. I'm saying to myself, let me find my let me hang up. I made sure, uh uh-uh. uh, there are some there were sometimes I. Because I had to refuse. Excuse me. There was some times I had to not answer the call because God told me I need to study. I need to speak to Him. I found out that what I was going through, that was the opportunity for God to use that time to prepare me for what's ahead. What do I mean? When you're going through the storm. There are times where that's the best time for it just to be you and God. You and God, for God to not just to talk to you, but for you to talk to God. Because sometimes God don't get our attention doing a parade when everything's going well. Sometimes God used storms and situations to catch our attention, even sometimes to slow us down. That doesn't mean that you did anything wrong, but sometimes... We allow ourselves to be busy. And that doesn't mean that you did any sin or whatever. You know what? You can be busy in activities with church. What do I mean? Sometimes we do things beyond what God wants us to do, and we end up burning ourselves out. We don't delegate responsibilities to others. We try to handle everything on our own. And what happened? we try to handle things on our own, and God says, see, I didn't tell you to do that. You're doing something that I didn't authorize you to do. Yeah, you're doing it for my kingdom, but on the other hand, you weren't the one that I wanted to do it. You look at David. David wanted to build a temple. His intentions were to do good. His intentions, his motives were good, but God didn't want him to build a temple. He wanted his son. He wanted David's son. Samuel, so I'm sorry, Samuel, not Samuel, I'm sorry. Um, um, sucks, I just, mine just slipped up that fast. Um, solid ass.
0: Um,
1: Samson, I'm sorry, I'm saying Samson, not even Samson, not Samson. Uh, the wisest man, the wiser man, that's going to hit me in a second. But David's son to build that temple, David's son to build that temple. So Solomon, thank the Lord, Solomon, Solomon, God wanted Solomon to build that temple. So understand, we can be busy, we can be busy doing nothing. God wants us to be, when it comes down to the work of God and the assignment that God has for us, we have to make sure to consult him in every area, in every time. God, is this something you want me to do? Is this something you want me to do? Okay, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it. We have to ask him and make sure that we're doing it and make sure it's something that he wants us to do and to do it his way, not our way. So making sure that we really be guarded and be responsible for the people that we center ourselves around when we're going through the storm. Also, another thing I had mentioned earlier, or I would say try not to, Take what we dealing with. Try not to take it personal. Try not to take the attack. Try not to take what we deal with personal, because what happened that would allow the devil to make us deal with insecurities, low self-esteem. Well, everything always happened to me. All these things, and what happens sometimes. Like I said earlier, ask God to guard our minds, protect our minds, because when we're going through something, sometimes it seems like everything is highlighted negatively. Everything everything that we think about is always something negative. That's why it's so important for us to not to take it personal. One of the things I found out, this is something that God, gave me and i said wow god this is for me i'm gonna share it with y'all but if nobody applies to their life i am before any major change there will be a major challenge before any major change in your life there will be a major challenge in your life i found out matter of fact the minister was speaking today about um Moses, I found out when I, thought, when I thought about Moses, when I thought about Jesus, when I thought about a lot of people, not just people in the Bible, but when we look at people that we may know that are very successful, people that are somewhere and something in life, someone that's operating in their purpose, great leaders, there was always some type of struggle, some type of situation that developed in their beginning. We look at we look at Jesus, look at Moses. They wanted to kill small boys. The boys two years old and younger. Also uh, I remember the gospel artist Israel Houston and he was saying that um his mother could have aborted him when he was young. But what happened? He's still here. He's still alive. So that's something we have to think about. Something we have to think about. You know, um, the other thing, understanding that when it come down to matter of fact, I thought about even Prince. Prince had epilepsy until he was seven years old. You understand? So. Even though we see these people, we don't understand the backdrop or the background of what they dealt with in their beginning, in their in their growing up. But we may see their glory right now, but we don't understand their story. And so sometimes people may be looking at your story right now, but try not to try not to Focus on your story and focus on your glory. Focus on the ending result. That's the key thing we have to think about. We have to think about the ending result of whatever we deal with. You know, when I use when I would run and everything, I would hate, I would hate my calves be burning when they feel like I'm gonna cough up my lungs. But I had to keep my eyes, not on the steps to where I was at, but I had to keep my eyes on the finish line. That's what we have to do. We have to keep our eyes on the finish line. It may hurt, it may cause us fatigue. But if we persevere and get through the finish line and claim what's rightfully ours, then everything we went through the pain, the agony, the sweat, the tears, the blood, It'll be well worth it. And what happened when we get that prize in our hand, it'll overshadow whatever we dealt with. And what happened, we'll appreciate what's in our hand because of what we went through. So there's something we have to think about. So these are some of the things that we have to think about in preparing for our storm. So now that our storm is over, Now, our storm is over. What do we do? First of all, we thank God for bringing us through. You know what? I found out when we make it to our destination, you know, when you think about you getting ready to go on a road trip, especially a place you've never known, never been to. A place that you might feel like, you know what, oh my gosh, uh, I'm, I'm scared and uh, uh, we've never been over there. I hope they don't have an accident. I hope they don't hit us. You know, I hope we make it. Okay, that's fine and dandy. We pray, ask God to give us the safe driving grace to make it to our des- destination. But when we make it to our destination, we say, oh, ooh, good, we made it. But we prayed before we made the journey. But do we pray after we made it to our journey, made it to after? Do we pray after we made it to our destination? Do we pray afterwards? You understand? We, we ask in God and we thank him. We, we thank him for the opportunity to have a trip, and we're asking him to help us make it safely. But when he help us make it safely, do we thank him for what we asked for? something to think about there's something to think about you know asking him to help us first of all help us to make it through and then thank him for helping us make it through thanking god for helping us that we made it that we got through the storm we got through the struggle because if you think about it many people went through storms but they didn't get out but you made it out that's something that's something right now to thank god for Thanking God for helping us make it through the storm. Thanking God to help us. Uh, Thanking God for bringing us out. Other thing we need to do. Excuse me. Other thing we need to do. I'm, I'll am find my water. Other thing we need to do. We need to take inventory of the damages that we went through. The damages that either we went through or the damages that was caused by the storms that we went through, I found out why do we take inventory of that? Well, see, I found out when we look at what we lost, when we look at the damages of what we went through, a lot of time what happened we try to replace what was broken, we try to replace what was lost. We try to replace it, but if we trust in God and we ask God to help us, and even we were chosen for that task or for that storm, it's not our responsibility to take care of or replace what we lost or what was damaged. It's not our responsibility, it's God's responsibility. So what we need to do, we need to take inventory. And when you take inventory of the damages, take inventory of what was lost or even what was stolen, you take inventory, you write everything down, and then what do you do? You submit it over to God and say, God, I'm turning this over to you. He already said that he would supply our needs according to his riches and glory. So while we take an inventory, we already trust God to help us go through the storm, but if we trust in God to help us go through the storm, then don't you know we can trust God to compensate us for what we lost in a storm? It's Something to consider. Just something to consider, you know. <clears throat> so understand, we have to trust God and trust that God will compensate us for the broken pieces in our life. There are so many people that have gone through things in the storm. They may have became unwhole. They may have uh, went through some things. We need to trust God to heal us. And God would not only heal you, but like I said, he would make us whole, lacking nothing. Even with the lady with the issue of blood. When, when she touched the hymn of Jesus, she was healed. But he asked who touched me And she confessed And she gave her testimony And what happened because of her faith And her confession She was not just healed But she was made whole And so understand That means lacking nothing In other words everything that she lost Issues She was compensated for it She spent all she had Because of her issue But because God made her whole She was compensated for everything she lost. So God want to compensate you, but you have to allow him to compensate you. In other words, submit your invoice and give it to God. That's something you have to think about. Submit your invoice and give it over to God. Also, understand, now this is if the storm was caused by you. If God's plan was not for you to go through the storm, but you chose to choose your own storm, we have plenty of examples we can talk about it.
3: Let's be honest.
1: There are so many people right now, excuse me, so many people, God told them, don't mess with that boy, told them, don't mess with that girl. what do they do well you know you know everybody needs some help or you know well i i I love him and you go ahead and people already told you hey don't mess with that dude don't mess with that dude and what you do you snook around and mess with him anyway or that female you snook around mess with him anyway and then what happened well you know well, you know, uh, people don't understand. Or, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I, I see him. I see him a uh, uh, differently than what other people see him. You know, he's a good person. He got, he got, you know, he, he got a uh, good potential. You know, first of all, everybody got potential. Now, this is if you chose your storm. Another thing you have to think about after your storm. This is something else. Make sure you don't repeat that same mistake again. (laughs) Make sure you don't repeat that same mistake. Learn from your storm, learn from your mistake. God did not choose for you to go through that i uh, uh matter of fact i, I heard somebody well, actually somebody told me the other day, well, you know that person they're doing real good that person you know uh they have a ministry, they thrive into that ministry and and find a dandy and that person they they went through they went through a, a terrible relationship, you know, and they said that you know god God sent them into that relationship. So that way they'll have a better ministry to help young ladies that are going through. I said, that wasn't my God. Let's be honest. God, First of all, my scripture always says God is not the author of confusion. And also, when God gives gifts or give blessing, he gives riches and adds no sorrow. God's not into drama or conflict. God already told you, be not unequally yoked. Don't be unequally yoked. So in other words, you said God wanted you to be in that abusive relationship to rescue you from that abusive relationship for you to have a ministry about toxic relationships? No. Now, God got you out, and in the midst of God got you out, you have a testimony. That's a testimony. But God didn't authorize you to go into that. That ain't like God. God not going to go against His word to bless you for you to be able to go into a ministry. That's Teaching that you went through, or actually disobeyed him. Come on now. Now, like I said, in the midst of, you know, look here Jonah. Jonah was supposed to go to Nineveh, but because of him being hard headed, he had to be whooped. He was swallowed up in the well, and when he got out, he repented, and guess what? He ran to Nineveh. But God's original plan was for him to go straight to Nineveh. It wasn't God's plan for him to go through the well, but because of his disobedience, he chose – look, if he was in that well. That was the consequences of his disobedience. And so there are people that are dealing with the consequence of their disobedience, but in the midst of, hey – God helped them, and they're thriving in ministry. But you have to understand, there are some people that have went through a storm like that and didn't make it. That was not God's original way. You have to ask God for the original plan that he has for you. And understand, when God gets you out of a storm or when God gets you out of Egypt, don't look back and don't go back. Because I found out when you are rescued from something— and you try to go back, you know what happened? You escaped. You escaped the devil's grip. But if you try to go back, what happened? The devil come back several times more. When someone is cleansed, that's the reason why when someone is cleansed from something, some type of addiction or whatever like that, they have to continue to stay in God's word, continue to be responsible and keep their senses open and aware, and alert, because when the devil leaves, he's going to try to come back with backup. So when when you have been rescued out of the enemy's hands, into the safe hands of God, don't go back, don't look back, because you may not make it back. We have to understand that it's so important for us to be aware of making sure we learn from our mistakes. Learn from our mistakes. Also, prepare yourself for your future weather conditions. In other words, in the storms that we had just got out of, this should be uh, learning to, this should help us, if you want to say weatherize for future storms. See, today's victory is preparing us for tomorrow's victory, too today's victory from the storm yesterday's storm is preparing us for tomorrow's storm so when you become aware it helps you when you have when you have gotten out of one storm and there is something planned for you for tomorrow it's going to equip you even when the bible tells us he's a shelter in the time of a storm in other words The shelter will cover us even though there is a storm. Even though there is a storm in the atmosphere, we still protect it. So making sure that we are weatherizing ourselves for the future. Remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And so he wanted to be equipped. He wanted to continue to trust him. So understand also that Satan will try to use you when you're vulnerable. Satan will try to use you, or let's be real, Satan will send people to use you doing your vulnerability. It might be kinfolks. <laughs> Church folks, work folks, anybody folks, when you're vulnerable, when you're vulnerable, you still have to be alert. You still have to be careful. You know, it's just like a pregnant woman. A pregnant woman, when she's big, when she's on her last trimester, she has to be extra, extra, extra careful because, number one, her equilibrium may be off. Her balance might be off. But also, she has a target. She's supposed to protect the baby. So when it comes down to it, when we hurt, when we're going through things, let's be honest, people knows. The devil knows. God knows. But the devil knows, too. And, you know, even people will try to manipulate you when you are going through, when you are vulnerable. You know, I found out there are so many people that would try so badly to try to take advantage of people. You know, um, that's why it's so important for us to make sure that when we are aware of things that we're going through or somebody's going through, when they need help, when they're going through something, we have to make sure, hey, look here, be careful, be careful, be careful. Because, hey, hey, watch, pray for them, intercede for them. Even, hey, look here, sometimes you might have to be the watchdog because they may may not be alert. They may not be equipped. So they may need a spiritual person to, hey, look here, just let you know, hey, you know, uh, I, I got you covered. Cover those who may be going through. Because when you're, vulnerable, when you're going through or when you just got out of a storm, hey, look here, you're weak. You know, when you've had the fight of your life, you may be tired, You might be exhausted. And that's when the devil tried his best to take advantage of you. So we have to be careful of that. Understand when we, go, when we have went through the fight of our life, when we just got out of a storm and we received victory from God, Hey, the angels are rejoicing. I know you're happy. You're rejoicing because the storm is over. But don't you know that the devil would try to retaliate? The devil was defeated. Do you think the devil going to, oh, well, you know, maybe next time. No. Right when the battle is over, he's already planning for the next fight, the next sucker punch. So understand, when you're vulnerable, when you just went through the storm you may be vulnerable the devil going to try his best he going to try his best to sneak something upon you you know like i said he may he may uh try to sabotage something uh um you know he he may he may try to uh, uh we call it a spiritual backlash spiritual backlash you know um there's an old saying about sour grapes when someone had sour grapes and that kid it seemed like that kid was told by their parent, hey, hey, that's not yours. You get them back that now later. And instead of them handing you that now later, they'll throw it on the ground. Ugh. They can't have it. And if they can't have it, they don't want you to have it. That's what the devil tried to do. Understand, the devil going to try to do something when you're vulnerable. When you just got out of a storm, you got to be on guard. Like I said, the Bible tells us, watch as well as pray. Watch as well as pray. Watch continuously. So the other thing we have to do, we have to understand and remember, remember what you do after your storm is just as important, if not more important, as what you do before your storm. We have to understand what we do after what we went through. Is so important. We have to understand even the importance about testifying, even the importance of being able to just uh, uh, give our testimony. You know, the Bible tells us we're overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the words of our testimony. We have to understand it is so important for us to be able to share, to witness to others that the same God that did it for you, do it for them. We have to understand it also encourages us. It helps us to have that voice when we can be able to proclaim what God did for us, what God did through us. He can do it. But also, even looking at it, I was mentioning about, you know, the storms that we deal with. You know, I found out, I, I spoke yesterday, one of the songs that we went through um, as— not just me as an individual, but my family and even those that love us was the death of my sister. That was a storm I wish on nobody. But in the midst of what I had to learn in the midst of, I had to learn trust God with my hurt, trust God with my grief, trust God with my uh, I think I said hurt, my hurt, my pain, my confusion, my loneliness, my sadness, my void. Yes, my void. Yes. Yeah. Preacher, you. you've Yes. Why? Because I'm human. And being human don't mean that you are uh, invincible. Guess what? People, animals go through hurt, go through loneliness and all these things. It's part of life. So don't ever feel that, well, you know, you're not supposed to go through that. No, look here. Even though I went through it, but that was an opportunity for me to be fed by God. Also, I look at it. Hey, look here. God, Uh, like I said, I talk to God, and you got to talk to God. Now, first of all, we reference him. But the Bible tells us to come to him boldly. So I say, look here, God. Look, I'm hurt. You're the only one that can massage my heart. God, I don't understand. God, I'm I called it up, uh, I'm having a Sheila moment. I miss her and you know, she was more than my sister. She was my friend. She was my home girl. I mean, my Ace Boon Coon, my my partner. I miss my friend. But I do know I have a friend in you. But also in the same token, even in me missing my friend, even me missing my sister, I thank you for the memories I've had. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say this, and it just so happened, I forgot about this just a while ago, but um, I had a moment today, I had a moment today to go visit the church that my sister attended, and, you know, I was, I was like, wow, you know, and just, just thinking, you know, and so, ironically, I went today, and so, I think, I think you all, uh, uh, Vita, Cecil, uh, Ann, I I think y'all, Triumph, I thank y'all for even allowing me to be there. And I, I really, really, really enjoyed myself. And I hadn't, I hadn't fellowship with them at the church. And I think my 40 years, I hadn't been there in about 40 years. I was a kid, but just being able to be there where my sister was at, you know, that was, that was so moving for me. And and so when I, when I miss my sister, and not just me losing my sister. friend, but then a couple months after that, I lost my mentor, Evangelist Kevin Hall. I missed my friend. I'm like, man, you know, these are the two people I was relying upon, you know, and now I'm like, man, you know, but even in the midst of the people that are no longer here, God is still here. And so, like I said, I appreciate the memories. I appreciate the moments, but also what I found out in the midst of the storm that we went through, I found that, it sounds crazy, but I found that the Bible is true when it says when we deal with it, when we go through, God help us to go through it to help somebody else. Oh my gosh, I remember when I went back to work, after being all for me, losing my sister when I went back to work, it was so many people I never knew i don't I don't really pay attention to, oh, I know this person, I know that person. you know, I'm just grateful you know, just say hello to people. I love seeing the smile of people's faces, but I didn't realize how many people knew us, but also there was an the opportunity for people to share their story of them losing their sibling, or it helped them to understand, you know what? I didn't lose a sibling, but my sibling and I are not close. And y'all was so close. And I said, "Yeah." And what I what I tell people, I hate I don't have my sister, but on the other hand, I rather have had my sister for forty five years, and had a close relationship, and to lose her, than like some people, they have their sibling for seven to 80 years, and they don't even communicate. They can't stand each other. I thank God for the memories I've had. I'm going to be honest with you. I feel so honored and blessed. Yeah, I still miss I miss her. I know she missed me. I know she missed her family. But on the other hand, where she's at right now is where we're trying to get to. <laughs> but also on the same token, the legacy that we had. But also the key thing it helped me to help minister to others who are going through what we went through. And I tell people, I may not understand everything that you go through. I may not understand, but God understands. And so, also, for you to be able to look one day and say, you know what, you may be crying now. Hey, you may shed a tear. That's fine. You have permission to. But just know, with each tear that you shed, with each night, uh, each hour that you lose at night, make sure you, you talk to God. Give it to God. Do not allow that to be an opportunity for you to not talk to God. Talk to the, look, talk to the Father. Talk to your heavenly Father. Tunity. You have to look at in life, look at even the psalm that you deal with. Look at those opportunities to have a conversation with God. (laughs) Look at those as an opportunity, as a topic to talk to God about. You know, sometimes you want to call somebody, but you don't know what you want to talk about, so you don't call them. Well, now you got something to talk to God about. Now you got a conversation. That's a conversation striker. Your storm that you're dealing with, that's a conversation striker to talk to God about. And I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he want to hear from you. Allow him to talk to you. Allow him to comfort you in whatever that you're dealing with. And understand God is the only one that can fix and knows everything. So in the Psalms that I went through personally, there are some I wish on nobody, not just the loss of my sister, but even just friends and relationships. You know, um, you know, just things that happen, things that occur. But I found that no matter what, no matter what, don't let your storms define you. Don't let your storm, your storm does not define you, but let it refine you. The storms that you dealt with, use those as teachable moments to know what God can do for you. Allow what you dealt with Let that be another layer, another characteristic of God showing himself strong on your behalf and for your behalf. Everything that we deal with, don't you know, there's a character of God that can be revealed to help us in our time of need and also in our time of want. And even in the storm that you deal with in life. There may be somebody that's dealing with something right now that's so private, someone who may not even be able to know how to vocalize what they're dealing with. You may not know how to say it, but talk to God. Even if you have to shed a tear, even if you have to mumble, even if you don't know what to say, you just want to write it down, it's okay. Go to God. God want to know about it. No matter what you're dealing with, tell God about it and understand the same God, I always say that this is my anthem. I always tell people the same God that did it for me, he can do it for you. God is no respective person. But what we need to do, we need to be real with God. Talk to God. Give God your hurt. Give God your heart. Give God your life. Trust God with your, listen, if you can trust God with your life, you say you, 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 you trust him as your Lord and Savior. If you trust him as your Lord and savior, you can trust him with the problem that you're dealing with. You can trust him with the storms of life. You can trust him with your hurt. You can trust him with your heart. Allow yourself to be relieved of the burden and the stress of life by giving it over to God and know that he can do everything. God can do the impossible. Matter of fact, that song, growing up, when I used to hear that song, it said, God specialized in things that seem impossible. And he can do what no other power can do. God specialized. So we're dealing with the specialist right now. And you may be not saved. You may be wondering, okay, who is this person we've been talking about? Talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. Who is he? He's the one, God's unique son. God chosen son, God anointed son that came from heaven to earth to die for you. He took your place so that way you don't have to be in disgrace. He took sin upon himself for you. He took the conditions of the world for you. He came to exchange his life for your life and your life for his life. I'm telling you, I wished I had a I, – when I always uh, grew up in church and I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Savior when I was a kid, but to understand the benefits of being a Savior, uh, the benefits of being saved, I understand that the struggles I used to deal with, come to find out, he did not choose that for me. I found out that he had my best interest at heart. I thought I knew better. But come to find
2: out, I found out God knew
1: way much better than me. So this is the person we want to talk to you about. Just in case you may not be saved, I would advise you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Understand, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, if thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as thy Savior and believe in the heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart, man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So understand, God loves you. And even what you're dealing with right now, there's nothing too hard for God. I don't care, you may be dealing with some addiction. It may be alcohol, maybe drugs, maybe pornography. Whatever it is, regardless of how long you've been in it, is the right time to give it to God. Even if you have tried one time and you fell back, you tried two or three times and you fell back. So what? It ain't how many times you fall down, but how many times you get back up. Are we gonna find you standing, or you gonna? Are we gonna find you laying down? Don't lay down. Don't lay down because the devil is trying to bury you but God trying to resurrect you. So it doesn't matter how many times you failed. It doesn't matter how many times you fail. And to be honest with you, who counting? You thinking people counting your failure? No. We counting on your success. And even if it's somebody that may be dependent upon you falling and failing, you know what? You need to tune them out. God is maybe, look, God may be trying to restructure you around people that's going to feed you spiritually there may be some people who may have left you it may have broken your heart but you know what that's a good thing I found out in everything counted all joy in everything that you deal with counted all joy in other words this will help you mentally to keep yourself safe and sane understand in the midst of whatever we're dealing with we trust God give it to God and let that be his responsibility to get us over, get us through. Let that be his responsibility. So I'm praying even for you, someone that may be dealing with something that may be so overwhelming. They're like, you're, you're like you don't know what to do. You have so many regrets, or whatever. Look here, forgive yourself. Ask God to forgive you. If you wronged anybody, ask them to forgive you, but also for you to forgive yourself. Forgive yourself right now. I found that more people beat themselves up on themselves versus allowing other people to beat themselves up. No longer beat yourself up anymore. You are God's child. No longer beat yourself up. But also, I want to talk to that person right now. There may be someone that may be going through some that it seems like they don't know what to do. It seems like they've been ripping and running. Somebody trying to find their purpose. Somebody right now, they're trying to figure out what their plan is supposed to be in life. Someone trying to figure out what are they supposed to do. Continue to talk to God. Continue. Understand God loves you. Someone is right now is dealing with insecurities, thinking that nobody loved them. Listen, don't grade yourself Condition that you're dealing with. Don't think that God has abandoned you because you're going through the storm. Understand, if God can see Job through, if God can see so many others through, you're not the only one that's going through or they have went through. But I'm telling you, and you're looking at a success story. If God did it for me, he could do a few. That's, that's the main thing I always try to tell people. So don't ever feel that God is punishing you or you God don't love you. Because you might have gone through something. You know what? Sometimes, sometimes, like I said, it's our choice. Sometimes people choose stuff for us. But in the midst of, don't let it define you. In the midst of what you're dealing with, God going to see you through. God did not bring you this far to leave you. God did not allow you to live in order for you to want to give up on life. So I'm speaking right now. There's someone who may be dealing with depression right now because of what they're dealing with. It's so overwhelming. I speak life to you right now. I'm speaking a word of encouragement to you right now. I'm speaking God's word to you. I'm speaking tonight, tonight, tonight. You start digging into God's word and understand who you are in God. You may be dealing with an identity crisis right now, but understand who you are in the eyesight of God. And also, one of the things I always tell people, it's time for you to start looking in the mirror and start speaking God's word to that person in your mirror. I want to speak to that young lady right now that's going through something that's been going through hell and high water. I'm speaking right now. God knows what you've been through. I don't have to know you. I don't have to know your business, but God knows. And if you and if you feel right now in your spirit, if you feel that I'm speaking to you, then I am speaking to you to let you know that God can raise you up if you don't give up. God can lift your head up if you stop looking down. God can talk to you and encourage you if you accept his reality. Sometimes we may be holding on to people, and people are trying to leave, and we still trying to hold on to them. And you know what? God is saying, let them go. There are some people that are toxic, and I found that as bad as we may try to hold on to toxic things, it's killing us. Like that song says from Frozen, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go, and give it to God. Let that be God's responsibility. So no matter what you're dealing with, we're going to give it to God. And also, someone who may be dealing with something, whatever you're dealing with, we're going to give it to God right now. The Bible tells us, cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. Cast every bit of our cares upon him because he cares for us. We're going to go and pray right now. Whatever your issues, whatever your conditions are, we're going to give it to God and leave it there. Dear having the Father, we coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. God, we coming to you right now. God, we thank you. We praise you, God, not only for what you've done, but most importantly for who you are, God. You are a righteous, God. You are a Savior. You are our Redeemer, and we thank you right now. God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help us, God. You know the needs and the issues that are going on right now in the lives of your people. God, you know the storm that they're facing. God, we speak right now, God, that you help them, God to not lose faith and not give up and not lose heart right now. But God, we're speaking right now, God, that you help them to hold on right now, God. And help them to be, let there be a teachable moment, God, of what you can do and reveal yourself in the midst of the storm right now. In the name of Jesus, Well, we even know in your word, God, that you walked in the midst of the storm and the rain and everything, that went, you are always there to see your people through. So God, we're speaking right now, God, that you see your people right now, God, in the midst of the storm right now. God and we speaking right now, God, that you help us, God, to trust you in the midst of the storm right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for, but send him back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every depressive spirit, we bind every mental issue the devil try to do right now, playing mind games right now. In the name of Jesus, even playing emotional games right now. In the name of Jesus, God, there's someone, God, we speaking the stability of the mind right now, God. we speaking, that you guard their minds right now, God. The devil is trying to make them have ill thoughts and evil thoughts right now. They, they, they don't know what to do mentally. So, God, we speak speaking peace in the mind right now. Not just any peace, but your peace right now, God, that surpasses all understanding right now. In the name of Jesus, and, Lord, we speaking right now, God, those who feel like giving up on life right now, God, help them, God. To yield it over to you right now, God. Help to understand right now. That that's the devil trying to talk to them about giving up. But God, we know, God, you gave life, God. You didn't tell us to take life, God. But we want us, you want us, God, to receive the abundant life that you have for us, God. Receive it right now, God. So God, we ask you and we trust you for it right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, there may be somebody right now, God, they feel like they don't know what to do in the midst of their storm. God, we speaking God, that you give the, the spiritual senses, God. God, to see their way through the storm and out of the storm right now, for you to carry them out of the storm right now, regardless if it was something that was assigned to them or even something that, that they chose for upon themselves, God. God, we're speaking God, that you allow the provisions right now, God, for a plan of escape right now, in the name of Jesus, being a shelter in the time of their storm right now, in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're speaking, God, those who may be grieving right now, God speaking, God, that you comfort them right now. Be with them right now. In the name of Jesus, comfort their heart right now, God. God, they're they're going through the hurt, God. We speaking, God, that you comfort and massage their heart right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, fill that void right now, God. God, even those who may not uh, understand why, God, but God, help them understand, God, that Even if we don't hear a response of why, God, you still, God, and God, help us, God, even to trust you, even in the midst of the hurt, even in the midst of the loneliness, God, even in the midst of the confusion, God, help them, God, to be able to understand, God, that you want to know from our hearts, God. You want to hear from us, God, and help us, God, to not pull away from us in our storm, but draw closer to you right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for what you're doing right now, God. thinking off from working everything out right now, God. Those that may be dealing with guilt, God, we speak in God that you comfort them right now, God. Help them, God, to forgive themselves right now, God. And God, help them, God, to have a repentant spirit right now, God, to repent to you, God, and even to apologize to others, God, in the name of Jesus. Help us, God, even in the midst of our storm. Help us, God, to seek you like never before, God. Help us, God, to even to learn of you more in our, uh, uh, in, in your word, God, in the devotion with you, God. God, help us, God, even to learn and know more about you, God. Even learn more about ourselves in the midst of our storms right now. And God, help us, God, to draw closer, not only closer to you, God, but even closer to uh, the people that you have for us, God, even our families, God. God, we speaking God that you bring reconciliation, God. We know that the devil even tries to break, break up families, God, in storms, God, to destroy families, God, in storms, God. But we speak in reconciliation right now, God. We speak in your peace, God. We speak in your forgiveness, God. We speak in your verbiage, God, that to work everything out, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we speaking God that you set the scene right now, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord, for making everything happen, God. We thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this right now God we praise your name God we thank you Lord for the opportunity God even to praise you in the midst of the storm right now God and we praise you God for everything you've done everything you're gonna do we thank you Lord for the joy God we thank you Lord that's the peace God that you have given us God we thank you Lord for just imparting God your spirit in us God even in the midst of everything that was going on, God. We thank it all for your covering right now, God. Thank it all for your hedge of protection right now, God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, all for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name, we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one who tuned in. I hope and pray that there was something that was said to really help us, help you to be able to understand how much God loved you, even in the midst of what you dealt with, even in knowing that your storm is over with, you have a testimony. You have a testimony to share with others, but also not only to share with others, but also to encourage you, even in the midst of what you dealt with. Let your past storms encourage you for your current storm. Let that be a reminder to you. The same God that got you over the last time can got, can get you over this time. Remember that. Remember that. So thank each and every one of you all. Um if you wanna get in contact with me, you're welcome to contact me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater, B R O T H E R, Prater, P S and Paul, R A T S and Tom E R. You will see my daily devotions the upcoming events, excuse me, um my uh daily devotions on my page and also to me you're welcome to go to my website www.brotherprater.com you will see my daily devotions, you see my videos also uh, there's a page on there that say word of the day I have a scripture every day we got to go get into God's word we got to eat every day not only eat physical food but eat spiritual food daily I'm speaking to y'all, and speaking to myself but do that every day there's a word, a different scripture every day for us to nibble on every day on my website, com. also on my um, store section, I have two books that I have available for sale. A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. A Few Good Men was written to inform men the needs and their responsibilities towards their families, their children. And also, we have a different, um, we have where the women can understand the roles and needs of men. And also for you to be able to, for the single women, for you to be able to identify the qualities of a potential future husband and or father to present or future children. Also, my other book, uh, The Girl Who Was a Brother's Keeper, is a book about my sister who was uh, tragically killed uh, almost two years ago. And uh, just talking to Sharon about our life and, and some pretty interesting stories so i have both of my books available on my website uh, in the store section so i thank each and every one tuning in and i hope and pray that there's something that was said to really encourage you and help you so understand there's nothing too hard for god god bless you and good night